Hello, Angela. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. It has been a while since we spoke. What, what has been happening at Saratoga Lakeview Mobile Home Park since we last spoke? Your neighbor, the neighbor's roof. What happened to the neighbor? Did, were they able to fix it? Uh, can you tell us about that? Sure. Um, so last time we spoke back in April, um, we had a, a severe windstorm and it took off uh, most of my next door neighbor's roof. And that put them in a really bad spot because, you know, they were being told by the landlord, hey, the park is closing. Don't bother fixing your roof. Um, but, you know, the housing market is crazy and nobody could afford to move anywhere. And also, how are you going to pay for a roof when you think you might be forced to move soon anyway? Um, so the community did a uh, crowdfunding campaign, um, a, an online fundraiser. And between that and some help from uh, this person's family and, and friends and things like that, um, they were able to get enough money together to, um, to fix their roof. So with the help of the community, they were able to stay in their home. Oh, good news. And I remember also last time we spoke, you were served with an eviction notice. What happened about that? I mean, are you evicted? Are you there? What what happened? Yes, um, my landlord took us to court for eviction over the summer. And after a four hour trial, the case was thrown out by the judge. So this was a good thing uh, because we weren't evicted, um, but it also means our counterclaim and our actual testimony uh, wasn't even heard in that trial. And can you remind our listeners, what were the allegations that the landlord was using for you to evict you? So he said that we didn't get his permission before putting a roof on our home, but we haven't put a roof on our home since he was the landlord. Um, he said I, you know, he accused me of running around the park naked uh, in front of children. Um, he said that other tenants were leaving the park because of me. Uh, he actually brought letters to court written in language similar to his language, but with uh, a couple of my former neighbor's signatures on them. Um, so it came out in, in testimony from his own witness that basically neighbors were leaving the park because he was paying them to leave the park, regardless of his letters. Um, he said my carport was put up in the middle of a road and was blocking an emergency access gate, but he was referring to a dead end, which is my driveway, and the carport was put up years ago by previous owners. Wow. And with these allegations being so odd... I mean, was it easy to get them dismissed? Uh, surprisingly, no. Uh, we were prepared with tons of physical evidence to dispute what he was saying. And yet we had to listen to him go on and on for hours without providing any real evidence. Um, even something simple. He claimed my roof was a code violation, but produced no written citation because there isn't one. Code enforcement told my attorney, and even told the Times Union, there is no citation. So basically, my landlord rambled and talked in circles and dodged questions during cross-examination for as long as possible. But when it came to providing any actual proof of anything, he had none. And so it was, it was really a waste of all of our time. And preparing for court took months of work. We were very fortunate to have an attorney representing us, and it took months to find an attorney. Um, my attorney was semi-retired at the time, and this was his last trial, so he was amazing. Uh, but this whole thing was just a waste of time for everybody. 
And I believe that's intentional. Landlords have representation most of the time and tenants don't. So a landlord can say, well, if I win, this person is evicted and I get what I want. And if I lose, I've just disrupted this person's life and caused them a tremendous amount of stress. And maybe they'll self-evict soon rather than go through it all again. So it's like heads they win, tails we lose. Well, at least you won the eviction court case. So how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, it, it does feel good. And I was actually reflecting today, like this is this is one more year the park is open. And that might not have been the case otherwise. So it keeps us from being homeless for a little longer. It, it keeps the place here for a little bit longer. We ultimately know the park is going to be closed. Um, the attorney general is now actively investigating my landlord. And a lot more has come out since then. Uh, but for safety reasons, I can't go into detail about that yet. However, even with the AG's office involved, um, I believe that some of my neighbors who don't have access to an attorney are being uh, pressured to leave next year. So it's very possible that by this time next summer or by this time next fall, uh, we'll be back in court again. Maybe not. I mean, what do you think he will be using now against you? What grounds can he use? He, I think he explored everything based on what you just said. Right. You know, the the thing is, from my experience with going to court, it, it seems like the landlord doesn't truly need grounds. Um, you know, he was making things up and lying on the stand and has had no consequences. So it really could be anything. Um, we were surprised when my landlord presented letters allegedly signed by the park's former owner, Brett Van Zant. Uh, stating that Brett had several conversations with me and told me to take down the carport. That's a lie. In fact, Brett urged us to make improvements and while in the carport to make it more like a garage. So it's like you never know what he's going to pull out of out of his hat. Um, and the difference is it looks like at this point we are probably not going to have an attorney next time. So I keep looking. But, you know, the reality is like, yes, we won but I had an awesome attorney and it still took four hours. So you never know what he's going to make up and having to, um, you know, defend it on my own is going to be a different story. Uh, and that's why tenants need a guaranteed right to counsel. Have the landlord tried to evict other tenants or has evicted other tenants successfully that you know of? So as far as I know, um, I have had former tenants tell me that they felt pushed out, um, that they left because they didn't want to deal with the stress anymore. And so technically they were not taken to court and evicted um, and they were given some compensation, but it was not all of what they were entitled to. And as far as I know, I do know of one person who was illegally evicted, meaning on a Friday, this person told me, that the landlord was banging on the door saying, you have to be out of here, you're evicted, with no due process. And by, you know, early the following week, the house was boarded up and that person was gone. And that, you know, I made this person aware of their rights. The AG's office reached out to this person. And so the AG's office is aware of it. But, you know, tenants sometimes don't realize just because a landlord knocks on your door and says, hey, I want you out of here. Um, you have rights, even squatters rights. Um, so an eviction means that a landlord 
takes you to court, gets an order of eviction from a judge. Landlords cannot just change the locks. They cannot board a place up. They can't just say, hey, you're out of here. Um, so that was out of line. But I'm not quite sure where things stand um, with others. I, I have suspicions about some things, but there's a lot that I can't say openly just now. Okay. And you mentioned earlier, right to counsel. For the listeners, can you tell us what that is? Sure. So there's currently a statewide right to counsel movement that involves coalitions of organizations statewide who are urging local and state governments to pass this right to counsel for tenants. Um, and basically, you know, if somebody commits a crime, they have a right to be represented by an attorney. But if you're taken to court for eviction, you don't have that same right. So nationwide in cities that that have this um, law, evictions decrease dramatically. In fact, landlords don't even bring a lot of eviction cases because they know they won't get away with the kind of nonsense allegations similar to my landlord trying to get away with. Um, they know when a tenant has access to an attorney, um, you know, it's just don't waste the judge's time. Um, so there's a decrease not only in the number of people evicted, but in the number of evictions that are brought to court. Okay. And how can people get involved in the right to counsel or get information about it if they are interested in that? Sure. So on Monday, November 21st, uh, from noon until about 3.30, there's going to be a town hall meeting and rally in downtown Albany. Um, we're going to start at noon at the Westminster Presbyterian Church. Um, if you're able to come out for that, that'd be wonderful. There's going to be organizations from around the state, uh, speakers, tenants, uh, different leaders. Um, you can also check out the Right to Counsel website. Um, and it's right to counsel nyc.org, uh, but there is a link to the statewide. Um, so a lot of this in initiative started in the city because they were they fought and they passed uh, right to counsel in New York City. And so that movement is spreading now. Okay, that is great information for our listeners. Well, Angela, there is anything else that I missed that I didn't ask you in this follow up about Saratoga Lakeview Mobile Home Park? I think that probably covers everything. And I really appreciate you touching base with us and, and you know, uplifting the stories of what's going on here. Thank you for speaking with the Hoxham Mohawk Magazine. Thank you.